It's the Jeremiah Show. All right, let's try this. This is the voiceover for a comedian movie trailer. Take one. In a world where laughter was king. Uh, no in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of movie. Oh? Okay. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... Nah, I don't think so. In a land before time... It's about a comedian, Jack. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. No. On the edge of space. It's just space. A girl. No. Two girls. No. Now. No. More than ever. Stop it. A renegade cop. I hate you. A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Jack. No, I like it in here. Do you recognize that voice? We all know it, don't we? Can you, you tell me his name, though? Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. I love film. Uh, I love almost all movies. I think I like everything except for probably horror. Uh, I don't mind rewatching a movie over and over, over the years. There are certain movies that I will rewatch, especially during the holidays. And uh, so the idea for this show today came to me over Christmas break, and uh, I rewatched with the family one of my favorite movies, The Holiday. All right, I don't want to hear you make fun of me. It's a, it's a chick flick. Yes, it's a chick flick. I like chick flicks. Um, let me tell you, uh, set it up if you haven't seen it. Uh, so this... Uh, the show is called, God, I don't want to give his name away yet, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, the show is called How Douglas Makes Me Happy. <laughs> it's uh, it's very true, and I'm going to explain as we go along here. The show is also a great checklist if you've run out of things to watch. These are some of uh, the movies throughout my life that I've enjoyed. I've gone back to uh, time and again. So let me get back to... The holidays, where it's Christmas break, um, hanging out at home. That's you know, God, we had the rain and snow and sleet and everything else uh, over this holiday. We didn't have the snow in Santa Barbara exactly, but it felt like Christmas for once here. Um, let me tell you, let me set this film up. One of the films that uh, I really like, The Holiday, it just gets you in that that mood to drink some hot chocolate or apple cider or sit by the fire, watch movies under a blanket and uh, kind of shit out the world. The Holiday, uh, Dumped and Depressed. English, Rose Iris, agrees to swap homes with similar, literally unlucky in love, California, Amanda, for a much needed break. Iris finds herself in a Hollywood mansion while Amanda navigates the lanes of a picture-perfect English village. And soon enough, both lovelorn ladies bump into local lads, perfect for a romantic pickup. Yes, I said it's a chick flick, and uh, don't write me and tell me I'm not PC with chick flick. There's chick flicks out there, and people like them. So do I. I like them. 
Don't harass me. Don't make fun of me. Watch the holiday. It was released in November 29th, 2006. Nancy Myers directed. God, I miss Nancy Meyer films. Um, music was composed by Hans Zimmer. Nancy Myers also wrote the screenplay. And uh, the box office was $205.8 million. Here's the trailer. Can you name the voiceover artist? I already gave you the answer if you were paying attention. We might as well be honest with each other. Just tell me, did you sleep with her? Okay, I slept with her. You happy? Did you say, am I happy? You gotta be. Oh, God, here he comes. Oh, Jasper, what's the story with you two anyway? I'm head over heels, you know. Everybody, may I introduce the newly engaged Jasper Bloom? I hate my horrible life. Iris and Amanda are in exactly the same place. Where do I want to go by myself? Depressed at Christmas. Just 6,000 miles apart. Home exchange. We switch houses, cars, everything. Bingo. I need you to answer this. Are there any men in your town? Perfect. As one door closes, be interesting. another one opens. Oh. Hi. Hello. I'm Miles. I'm Greg. Iris' brother. Do you want some company? Yeah, I'd love some. Excuse me? Okay, sorry about that. Boob grace. <laughs> that was accidental. You know, Graham, I just broke up with someone. And considering that you showed up and you're insanely good looking and probably won't remember me anyway, I'm thinking we should have sex. If you want. Is that a trick question? Seems I had it all wrong. It turns out you'll go somewhere new and meet people who make you feel worthwhile again. It's Christmas Eve and we are going to celebrate being young and being alive. Iris, hi, it's Amanda. Can you hold on for a sec? Sorry, that was Amanda. Find out how she is. Can you tell him I'm good? How's she doing? What's he been up to? Oh, please. I can't believe that you have had sex with the woman staying in my house. Told you that? Oh my god, oh my god! The holiday. I can't believe you've had sex with Amanda! She's been there five days! And then you meet her and immediately get into her knickers! Still me. Alright, so who was that? Well, who is the, who is the voiceover artist on that trailer? I've already given you the answer three times if you've been paying attention. It's Hal Douglas. Who else? <laughs> you didn't know you were going to be uh, tested and quizzed so much. You are going to know Hal Douglas's name by the end of this episode. And uh, I really hope you stick with me through the whole thing. It's a lot of fun uh, exploring some of these great trailers to some great movies. I didn't know who Hal Douglas was either. When I watched The Holiday... I, uh, if you watch the movie, Hal Douglas plays a, a really important part throughout it. It's hilarious. Um, but I'm not going to spoil that for you if you haven't seen it. So check out the movie. Anyway, so I'm watching this and I'm like, uh, oh my God. Uh, I start feeling happy. I, I get this, this, uh, this feeling, you know, from, I think from childhood where, you know, my first movie was Star Wars and that just that magical feeling 
uh, when those curtains opened and this big screen and, you know, everything happened, the music and the lights and the uh, special effects and the story. Um, I don't know. There's something magical about film and, uh, you know, being a participant and being taken away to another world. Well, anyway, Hal Douglas played a big part for me in that world because he was he did every trailer or almost every movie I've ever seen. He's done a couple a couple thousand or more. So I hear his voice in the holiday and it just brings me like a shock. Like, oh, I, I miss that voice. I had no idea. I've heard him a thousand times, but I'd never figured out or been curious enough, although I loved it, his voice, I loved him, uh, to find out who it was. And so I look him up, I go to online and I look up, it's Hal Douglas, you know, and I'm like, okay, I, I, I go to my ch- my list of guests that I'm going to invite on the show. I put Hal Douglas top of the list. I said, I'm going to get Hal Douglas on the show. We're going to come back to that. So let me tell you a little bit about voiceover artist Hal Douglas. He was born Harold Cohn on September 1st in 1924 in Stanford, Connecticut. Hal was the son of Samuel and Miriam Levinson Cohn. Hal and his brother Edwin were primarily raised by their grandparents, Sarah and Tavia Levinson, after their mother died when Hal was only nine. Hal trained as a pilot and he served three years in the Navy during World War II. He wrote fiction in his spare time and upon finishing his tour of duty, He enrolled on the GI Bill at the University of Miami, where he studied acting. He changed his last name to Douglas after moving to New York, and he began supplementing his slight income from acting gigs with voiceover and announcer work, both on radio and television. Hal soon became one of the most sought after and instantly recognizable vocal talents for commercials and lead-ins for TV shows. Hal worked steadily out of New York during these years and not only continued to lend his distinctly gravelly baritone to television, but he also narrated the occasional documentary and countless film trailers and array of genres. I'm going to play, there's so many of them, thousands of your favorite movies, and you've probably got yours, but I'm, I'm bringing you the trailers this hour of some of my favorite movies, and some of them I have stories of the actors uh, being on some of the sets. And so I hope you hang out with us. We're going to explore some of the great works of Hal Douglas, voiceover artist. Here's Hal talking to a journalist about his voice. I never thought of it as a great voice. Very throaty, chesty. The sound that I often use is difficult for engineers because it blends in with the band. If I'm reading copy, it's a problem. Usually I will automatically raise my, my, my pitch, bring it up into my mouth more, not in my throat. I get up a little higher, and if I stay in this range, I can work in this range. I don't like the feeling of it. I don't like the, the sound of it, but it cuts through a mix. I mean, when I get it down in here, you know, it's difficult to hear me. Buried. It gets a little sexy, of course, <laughs> right down here. You 
can lose some of the flavor on the, the words. You don't have the clarity. If you want clarity, of course, you can get in here. You can start biting it too. Get mean with it. Very mean. I used to live in Santa Monica, uh, right there at the shores down on Nielsen, and across the street from the Enterprise Fish Company, which is where I worked. And mm, I'd say two, three mornings a week, um, my my neighbor, who lived in the same building, Keanu Reeves, would walk across the street and sit down at the bar. And uh, this was during the time he was filming The Matrix. He would sit at the bar, he'd look in the mirror across the bar, and he would practice his matrix moves while he had lunch. No joke. So this is about Keanu. Los Angeles police officer Jack, played by Keanu Reeves. Anger is retired bomb squad member Howard Payne, played by Dennis Hopper, by foiling his attempt at taking hostages. In revenge, Payne arms a bus with a bomb that will explode if it drops below 50 miles per hour with his, the help of his spunky passenger, Annie, played by Sandra Bullock, in a breakout role, made her a star. Uh, Jack and his partner, Harry, played by Jeff Daniels, try to save the people on the bus before the bomb goes off, while also trying to figure out how Payne is monitoring them. This is uh, Speed, which was released in June 10th, 1994. Jean DeBont was the director. Um, and it did $350.4 million at the box office. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? In the basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? L.A. cop Jack Travelin. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension on a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. Very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock. Pop quiz, you have a hair trigger aimed at your head, what do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. 
Okay, this one is um, uh, Dr. D there does have a mic, but he's here with me and and I'm talking to him uh, right now directly. It's a Christmas movie. And I've never, I know that it takes place during Christmas and everyone uh, watches this movie at Christmas. Almost everybody, it's on their list to rewatch. Like, you know, I'm watching The Holiday. Everybody else is watching (laughs) a manly movie called uh, Die Hard. It's a favorite. It's uh, it's so good. And Dr. D was telling me that um, Bruce Willis is um, not acting anymore. And and I hadn't realized that. But I but here's another guy that I missed that I hadn't realized I missed. We miss you, Bruce Willis. Um, and hope you are well. This is one of the favorites. You've left us with so many great movies. Uh, and even way back in the beginning there when you did, uh, what was it called, Dr. D? With Sybil Shepard? Uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. That's right. Moonlighting was a good one. All right, here we go. Die Hard with a Vengeance. I want to play a game with Lieutenant McLean. What kind of game? Simon Says. (laughs) The path to revenge leads straight to John McLean. If we don't do what this guy says, he's going to blow up another public place. Why me? What has he got to do with me? I have no idea. He just said it had to be you. Okay, another another story about an actress uh, I met. So I'm in New York City. I'm in Chelsea. First time ever in New York City. It's uh, I fly out there for Christmas. Actually, to uh, this is how I was in the college days. I I would f- pick out towns and I would fly in for three or four days with a theme. So this I always it, like a bucket list basically before there was such a term as a bucket list. And I would fly in. And flew into New York City because I wanted to shop for my family on Madison Avenue. And now, so now I'm downtown Chelsea. It's rain, it's snowing, but the snow is mushy and it's wet. And we, we go into, you know, me and my friends, we go into this little uh, diner and it's packed. And it's one of those diners. It's so packed. Chairs are back to back. Everybody, it's hot. It's, it's uh, humid because the steam's going in the kitchen and the, you know, it's cold outside. It's warm inside. And I make my way around a, uh, a girl. I don't see her face yet. And she's got a white mink coat. And this is my first time to apologize to you. And please send me the, the bill now, Julia Stiles. So it's Julia Stiles. And I step all over her coat and it goes on the floor and there's muddy footprints and I apologize, but I'm a little bit flustered because it's Julia Stiles. And uh, anyway, Julia, I'm so sorry if you're listening. <laughs> that was me that ruined your white mink coat. <laughs> and I don't even know what this movie is, but I just saw that it was a Julia Stiles movie. Um, I don't even know the name, but we're going to play the trailer right now. Paul Morse was marrying into the perfect family. Welcome to the club. What could possibly go wrong? I woke up this morning with this strange woman in my bed. That's awesome, man. What, what are you complaining about? 
MGM Pictures presents Jason Lee. When she finds out about this, he's going to call off the wedding. Bullseye! Julia Stiles. You've got the smell of fear all over you. It smells like cheese. In a comedy about how trying to do the right thing. For guys. It's a guy thing. Can go so wrong. All right, so uh, Men in Black is a series of American science fiction action comedy films. They were directed by Barry Sonnenfeld and based on the Malibu Marvel comic book series The Men in Black by Lowell, Lowell Cunningham which was itself based on the conspiracy theory. It's um, distributed by Sony Pictures. Columbia Pictures uh, was a production company, Amblin Entertainment, Parks McDonald Productions. It was released, there's a few of them. So from 1997 was the first to 2019. Box office on the first, $589.4 million. Here's Men in Black. This 4th of July weekend, they're back in business. You getting big. Boy, what you been eating? Back in action. Back in black. Men in Black 2. In a world where... Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on the Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hi there, everybody. This is Anne H. Hi, I'm Mariel Hemingway, and you're listening to the Jeremiah Show. Please visit me at MarielHemingway.co or the All for One Club and join the Barefoot Challenge. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. Douglas makes me happy <laughs> in a world where
where a young man grows up in the mob and works very hard to advance himself through the ranks. He enjoys his life of money and luxury, but he is oblivious to the horror that it causes. A drug addiction and a few mistakes ultimately unravel his climb to the top. Can you guess what movie this is? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I know I'd go from rags to riches. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. Never write on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. It meant being somebody in the neighborhood that was full of nobodies. You look like a gangster. By the time I grew up, there was $30 billion a year in cargo moving through Idlewild Airport. And believe me, we tried to steal every bit of it. You might know who we are, but we know who you are. You understand? Yeah. What kind of people are these? Life is blood, what do you do? I'm in construction. If we wanted something, we just took it. And you didn't even think about it. To us, it was better than Citibank. Great, but nice. You got some nerve standing me up. Nobody does that to me. Who the hell do you think you are? Frankie Valley or some oh. kind of big shot? I was living in a fantasy. Look at my He's not Jewish. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Murder was the only way that everybody stayed in line. What are we gonna do with him? We can't just dump him on the street. You got out of line, you got whacked. Everybody knew the rules. Hey, Henry, here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing, Henry? Okay, you ready? Sometimes to live any other way was nuts. Anything I wanted was a phone call away. <laughs> and we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. <laughs> it was a glorious time. generation carries on an old tradition. On the run from a bank robbery that left several police officers dead, Seth Gecko, played by George Clooney and his paranoid loose cannon brother Richard Quentin Tarantino, hightail it to the Mexican border. What is it about all those Richards? <laughs> Dr. D. Kidnapping preacher Jacob Fuller, played by Harvey Keitel and his kids. The criminals sneak across the border in the family's RV and hole up in a topless bar. Unfortunately, the bar also happens to be home base for a gang of vampires. And the brothers and their hostages have to fight their way out. I've talked about this movie before. 
I had a friend that worked at the restaurant with me, a fellow waiter, and he was studying to be a cinematographer. He was uh, on this film. And so he invited, he knew my love for film, he invited me down. At that time, Pulp Fiction wasn't out, I don't believe. Nobody really knew Quentin Tarantino. George Clooney was on ER, but I didn't know who he was at that time. Anyway, I show up, Salma Hayek. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, the great director, Robert Rodriguez, who made his first film for $7,000 on his credit card. This is his film with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's writing is so good. This film is so great, I thought. Uh, and I don't like typically vampire movies or horror movies. But I hang out on the set for two days and uh, as a guest of my friend Tim. And um, probably one of the best experiences of my life. I have lunch with George Clooney, with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I get to be in the room when Salma Hayek is dancing, the famous scene on the pool table with the snake. And they normally don't let anybody in because it was a topless scene. I, I somehow got to sit there and, uh, and watch the scene for a couple of hours. Um, it was really great. Robert Rodriguez was such an interesting director. He would play guitar for everybody in between cuts and, and as they set up lights and, and sound and all that. And then he would go back to directing. Well, he always held the camera. So one of the things that I loved about this is Robert Rodriguez used simple things to get great shots. And he used a... Uh, you know, a dolly that you use when you change oil on a car. He used that. He would lay back on that and hold this big camera on his chest and get, and like they, they would push him around, you know, no, he didn't waste money with tracks and all these extra thing, cranes and things that, you know, big movie sets do. And he really got these great shots. Here's the, here's the trailer from Dusk Till Dawn. Do you want to live through this? On ancient ground, a terrifying evil has been unleashed. Now, five strangers are our only hope to stop it. Oh, yeah! On Friday, January 19th. Richie, look out! The showdown is on. From Robert Rodriguez, from Quentin Tarantino. From dusk till dawn, rated R. Another Quentin Tarantino film. Do you remember, think about this, uh, do you remember when you first heard, uh, when the buzz started about this little indie movie called Pulp Fiction? Like, this is before Quentin Tarantino. He, had, he wrote True Romance, uh, but he didn't direct it, which, and with that money, he was able to make Reservoir Dogs. Then it was Pulp Fiction. So Pulp Fiction, there was a buzz, and I really didn't know much about Quentin Tarantino at that time. Everybody was going to see this movie. Uh, I was waiting tables that night. I remember the night. I was waiting tables. My general manager and his brother, Keith and Greg Ham at the Enterprise Fish Company, invited me. Uh, we all got off late that night for a late showing of Pulp Fiction. The audience was, uh, the, the whole stadium was packed. The theater was packed. And from opening credits to end, it was just something I'd never seen before. Here's Pulp Fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Miramax Films asks the question, what are two hitmen, one girlfriend, a boxer, and the secret suitcase have in common? That's a good question. The answer, they're all part of the most electrifying film of the year. John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Harvey Keitel, and Bruce Willis. Die, you... You won't know the facts until you see the fiction. 
Fiction rated R. Starts October 14th everywhere. Get it. So there were, like I said, there was at that point had never seen anything like that. It was even rumored, you know, Dr. D and I were talking while we were playing this. Um, the, the scene in the car with Travolta, you know, he makes a comeback, which is awesome, but he's all out of shape. And what the gun goes off and the head gets blown up and the splattered all over the windows. And you just didn't know what to think. Now a lot of people have imitated and copied that. But at that time, you really hadn't seen movies like that. You're just like, what the heck am I watching? Um, it re- was released on October 14th, 1994. Quentin Tarantino was the director. It won the Palme d'Or and uh, did $213.9 million at the box office. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, now the moment you've all been waiting for, it's a world-famous Jack Rabbit Slim's Twist Contest. Now let's meet our first contestants here this evening. Young lady, what is your name? Mrs. Mia Wallace. And uh, how about your fella here? Vincent Vega. All right, let's see what you can do. Take it away. It was a teenage wedding and the old folks wished him well. You could see that Pierre did truly love the mademoiselle. And now the young monsieur and madame have rung the chapel bell. C'est la vie, c'est the old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio, the Jeremiah Show, airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hi, I'm Andras Jones from Radio 8 Ball, and you're listening to the Jeremiah Show, and I'm so excited that they are being so supportive of my new record, All You Get. back with the Jeremiah show Douglas makes me happy. That's the name of this episode, and here's some more examples of why. This film by our own Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara's own Robert Zemeckis. Uh, what an amazing film. Okay, this is. I went to USC film school and the very, this is my very first day in class. And the, the professor says, this is his opening line. I'm going to make you hate film. <laughs> and he said, he followed that up with a good film is a happy mistake. So this film to me, uh, I, I think Everyone listening who has seen this film uh, and who hasn't will agree with me that it is probably one of their favorites and one of the favorites and one of the best 
films ever made because it has amazing acting. It has an incredible soundtrack and music score. Editing is exceptional. Cinematography is exceptional. You actually lose yourself in this movie with that music I came in with. It starts there and a floating feather, and you know the rest. Here's Forrest Gump. Hello, my name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Would you like a chocolate? Oh, thank you. It's funny what a young man... Hello, my name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Would you like a chocolate? Oh, thank you. It's funny what a young man recollects. You're the same as everybody else. You are no different. Your boy's different. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. I'm Jenny. I'm Boris Forrest Gump. She was my most special friend. My only friend. We was together all the time. We were like peas and carrots, Jenny and I. you but i can run like the wind blows who in the hell is that and there's false gump coach just a local idiot i never thought it would take me anywhere david put me on a thing called the all america team well you get to meet the president of the united states congratulations how does it feel being all american i got a pay now maybe it's just me, but college was very confusing times. Have you ever been with a girl, Forrest? I sit next to them in my home economics class all the time. Have you given any thought to your future? Go! What's your sole purpose in this army? To do whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. You're a damn genius. You are going to be a general someday, go. Yes, They sent me to Vietnam. Promise me something, okay? If you're ever in trouble, don't try to be brave. You just run, okay? Okay. Where are you boys roaming the world? Alabama, sir. You twins? No, we are not relations, sir. For some reason, what I was doing seemed to make sense to people. Been awarded the Medal of Honor. How come? Now, my mama's always telling me how miracles happen every day. Some people don't think so, Jenny! but they do. You can come home with me to my house in Greenbow. I'll take care of you. Why are you so good to me? You're my girl. Paramount Pictures presents Tom Hanks. I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Robin Wright. Will you marry me? I'd make a good husband, Jenny. You would, Forrest. But you won't marry me. Gary Sinise. I never thanked you for saving my life. And Sally Field. My boy Forrest is going to get the same opportunities as everyone else. A film by Robert Zemeckis. What's my destiny, Mom? You're going to have to figure that out for yourself.
seem the same once you've seen it through the eyes of Forrest Gump. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Oh, there's so many different types of film, but one of my favorite films, and you're going to be surprised at this, and you probably have never heard of it, but the film is directed by Robert Benton. It stars Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon, Gene Hackman, and Reese Witherspoon. And this film is, sl- is shot slow, a lot of close-ups, incredible storytelling, great music, But you have to let the film take you. Meaning, there's not a lot of quick cuts. There's not a lot of, uh, you know, distractions. It's a film. An all classic uh, uh, terminology. It's... It deserves to be watched and enjoyed, and I think if you take my recommendation and check it out sometime, when you don't have to be anywhere, you're going to love it. This is Twilight. The very thought of you. Harry? Honestly, Harry. And I Did you see me in The Last Rebel? Yeah. Then I think you've seen everything there is of me to see. The in a place where the sun can blind you. Harry? My wife is never going to sleep with you anyway. You might as well come up here and play cards. In a city where the night can seduce you. I want you to run an errand for me. I told you I don't do detective work anymore. I suppose you think it's blackmail. Well, it's not. Nothing is more dangerous. You weren't there, okay? Forget the whole thing. Then it passed. Did you ever hear of a guy with an Alex driver? No. That keeps coming back to haunt you. Walk away right now before you find out something you don't want to know. You were at his apartment this afternoon. What are you talking about? What's that perfume you wear? We're still in the air when I got there. Harry, a lot of women wear Bala Versailles. Smells different on them. Don't you ever get tired of the beautiful people? Doesn't ever bother you that they can do as they please? Because there's always guys like you and me who'll clean up after them. Who are you covering up for, Harry? Right, wrong, truth. Doesn't mean anything to you? You say you're my friend. Is that the truth? I'm tired of people getting killed. I'm tired of being lied to. When have I lied to you? When you acted as though you loved me. People like you think that you are entitled to all the things that you got, no matter who has to pay. Amazing. People like me care so much about things that we would kill for them. People like you shouldn't get close to people like me. You are good. You are very good. Paramount Pictures presents Academy Award winners Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon, Gene Hackman. Harry. Still love me. Twilight. We have to put an Anne Heche movie in here, of course. Um, director Barry Levinson and Wag the Dog. Box office, $64.3 million. Uh, screenplay by David Mamet. Anne Heche was uh, among the star-studded cast. 
there are so many awards, Golden Globe, Screen Actors, Writers Guild, Academy Award for Best Actor in Leading Role, Golden Globe Award for Best Actor, and on and on. Great movie. Here it is, Wag the Dog. There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. The sexual misconduct occurred inside the Oval Office. With the election only days away, how much will this scandal affect the outcome? The president spent the weekend pressing the flash. He wasn't campaigning. He was dating, actually. Now, Washington's top spin doctor. We can distract the press for 11 days till the election. I think we got a chance. Has an idea. We can't afford a war. We're going to have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. Uh, do I know you? We have some mutual friends in Washington. Why come to me? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war. It's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. New Line Cinema Pre- how close are you to this? What do you want the kid to say? All the spectacle. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know we're all concerned for the president. I know uh, that we are all concerned for the president. He didn't, he didn't sell the line. All the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. Albania's hard to ride. These are chips. We need it for the armed position on the screen. It'll be a kit and we'll punch it in later, right? And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture. They the same process with the last Schwarzenegger movie. You're the man. Albania, Albania. That rhymes? I can't believe it. We forgot a hero. It's like we sent him the Christmas card and we left out the what do you call? Fruitcake. There you go. Sergeant Schumann, if I may. Welcome to history. How are you? Anybody want a beer? Because I could party. When it's cooking, it's cooking. From Academy Award-winning director Barry Levinson. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? They come home to your house and kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my fail. Well, I just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, couldn't tell anybody. No, no, no. It's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant. That's what it is. Wag the dog. When the fit hits the shan, somebody's going to have to stay after school. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of the Jeremiah Show. So listen. Hi, this is Carol Swarbrick. Check out Miss Lillian, More Than a President's Mother. It's a wonderful film, and you can find that on Amazon Prime. And I am so pleased to bring you back to The Jeremiah Show.
Did you recognize that music? Does it bring back your childhood like it does for me? That was uh, E.T., Steven Spielberg. Another movie, you know, after I'd been exposed <laughs> to Star Wars, uh, I pretty much saw everything that my parents would take me to, and E.T. was probably right around that time. Um, what a great movie. Here's the trailer. In this quiet neighborhood... On this tranquil street, a mystery is unfolding. And an adventure is beginning. Again. I'm keeping you. In March 2002, Steven Spielberg's masterpiece returns to theaters everywhere. E.T. Phone home. E.T. Phone home. Like you've never experienced it before. With enhanced visual effects. Never before seen footage. And a digitally remastered soundtrack. Next spring, take the journey. And experience the excitement as E.T. returns home to the big screen for a new generation to discover what the rest of us will never forget. Steven Spielberg presents the 20th anniversary of E.T. The Extraterrestrial. I'll be right here. So we're bringing, a, bringing it to a close here and bringing it all back to the beginning. Uh, I, I want you to think about this, though. Are you like me? I have to get to the movie theater before the trailer begin. I have to see those previews. I have to see those trailers. Um, and, and one of the guys that made me fall in love with movies and also go and see more movies was well, who we've been talking about. We've been showcasing his work, some of his work uh, today. Hal Douglas. So when I saw The Holiday, remember I, I opened this show with The Holiday, uh, that, I, that I watched the movie The Holiday, and Hal Douglas plays a really great role. It doesn't appear on film as far as I know, but he plays a great role for this movie. you got to check it out if you haven't. And I go to the internet, I go to my phone, I'm, I write down, you know, I want, I want to bring Hal Douglas on the show because he has given me so much joy over the years, just his voice and the way he's narrated these movie trailers. And I find out this. It is a sad day in Hollywood and across the country. The man with one of America's most famous voices has died. In a world where laughter was king. That's legendary voiceover artist Hal Douglas. He was featured in thousands of movie trailers and commercials throughout his illustrious career. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 2010. Hal Douglas was 89 years old. I was too late. So 
I let it go for a little bit for, for a week or two now. And then I thought, you know what? We can still do a show, which we just did, and uh, celebrate some of the films that I love that Hal Douglas, um, you know, voice over artist narrated for us. He got me into the theater. I don't know how many voiceover artists that can do that and say that, but he got me into the theater and a lot of uh, a lot of movies and and fell in love with movies, fell in love with his voice. Hal was still working up to two years prior to his death, and he was eighty nine. He was at home in Lovettsville, Virginia. He died on March seventh, two thousand fourteen. This show is dedicated in loving memory to Hal Douglas. Hal survived by his wife of 43 years, Ruth Francis Douglas, and their daughter Sarah, daughter Sarah Douglas, two sons, John and Jeremy. I hope, I'm going to try to get this to them. I hope, uh, and I'm sure they know how many people loved Hal Douglas around the country and around the world. And so uh, I wrap up here just thinking about, you know, there are so many things that can make a person happy throughout the day, little small things that you might not even really think about or realize. And for many years, most of my life, Hal Douglas's voice was a voice that brought me happiness, hope, and wonder. Hal's voice and his unique brand of framing a coming attraction at the movies would give me something to look forward to, um, to be excited for. Hal made me want to see those films that he promoted. And for me, I found his voice soothing, filled with uh, wonder and excitement. He helped me leave real life and all of its insurgencies and escape into a dark cinema theater. Looking forward to the previews as much as I did the movies I was there to see. I slipped into that magical world of film on the silver screen. Thank you. Hal Douglas, you made me fall in love with movies and you have greatly impacted my life through your art. Although I didn't get to tell you this while you're alive, um, I'm happy that we can do that now. And thank you for listening. Go see some movies.
Hi, this is comedian Maz Jobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. This is it, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.